Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. What do the changes to the integrated shield plans that kicked in two days ago or April 1st mean for your out-of-pocket expenses for cancer treatment? That's a key question I'm looking at today. Welcome, everybody. In a previous show, we looked at changes for IPs that kick in from April 1st that require IPs to only cover treatments on an approved cancer drug list. You remember that show? It was a good one. Now, the number of treatments on that list cover about 90% of all cancer treatments approved by the Health Sciences Authority. Now, you may have read of other changes that took effect from April 1st. Before April 1st, most of the IPs offered by Singapore's seven insurers covered outpatient cancer treatments as charged including, excluding, I should say, the deductible and the co-payments borne by patients. But as of April the 1st, IPs will only pay up to five times the MediShield life claim limit for cancer treatment. So what does this mean for you then? What do you have to pay for should you need treatment outside that five times MediShield claim limit? Do riders then increase in their importance? What is the information that you have to have at your fingertips when you're making good financial choices for yourself when it comes to picking an IP or planning for your medical expenses. Now, you might be wondering, why is this all happening? Uh, the government has said that it's all part of efforts to slow the rising cost of cancer treatments here and to obtain better drug prices. A major review was done of MediShield Life, that's Singapore's basic health insurance, and that found that Singapore's spending on cancer drugs grew 20% annually from 2016 to 2019. All right, so back to you and what all this means for you and your pocketbook. Elijah Lee is Senior Financial Services Manager from Philips Securities. Good morning, Elijah. Good morning. To start off, can you walk us through some of the changes that we can expect uh, with integrated shield plans and who they affect? Okay, to start, for integrated shield plans, as you've just mentioned, they no longer cover cancer treatment on an F-charge basis. I mean, deductible and co-insurance aside. So what happens now is that all shield plans, I'm talking about the baseline shield plans, I'll get to the riders later. Mm -hmm. So all baseline shield plans pretty much have a maximum claim limit per month of a cancer drug if the cancer drug is on the cancer drug list. And that claim limit will be a multiple, as you mentioned, of the uh, basic MediShield life limit. So as an example, if let's say your treatment is on the cancer drug list and it's being used as indicated, and that drug has a claim limit of 2000 uh, but maybe it costs more than 2000 you have a shield plan, and that shield plan will raise that limit to say five times, which is pretty much the average I see across most of the insurers. So your claim limit for that drug is now 10000 Yeah, so that's the first major change. No longer as charged, you're going to have to you know, uh, look at the drug. And, and to top things off, there's a lot of drugs, right? So mm. each drug has its own claim limit, ranging from 200 a month under medical life to up to 9,006 a month under medical life. So for on a shoe plan, it'll be five times of those amount. Mm. So that's the first major change. Mm. The second major change, they have split the claims out into something called cancer drug treatment. Mm. 
and cancer drug services. Mm. So that's the major change, right? So mm. cancer drug treatment, of course, as the name would suggest, is really about the uh, drug itself, right? Mm. And then, of course, cancer drug services uh, will be for so-called like support functions. So, for example, uh, you may be going for a scan. Okay, that's not a drug itself, right? It's, it's merely a, kind of like a diagnostic thing, and then that will fall under cancer drug services. Or maybe they need to do a blood test to check your cancer marker levels. Uh, that's not a drug treatment itself, but it's, it will fall under, say, uh, cancer drug services. Or maybe, you know, you need to speak to the doctor. Uh, even the consultation fee will fall under cancer drug services. Oh. So these are the kind of things that will be um, under cancer drug services. And likewise, there is also a claim limit per year for cancer drug services on MediShield Life. And starting from 1st of April, the limit is $3,700 a year. Yeah, so these are the what some of the major changes that have uh, occurred la, for cancer drug services. Just so checking, likewise, in, oh, yeah. in the past, cancer drug mm. services and cancer drug treatments were one category. Yes, correct. And that category, category was and as that, charged. Yep, that's right. So mm. now it has been split up and there are limits. That's the basic idea. Got it. So broadly, with all the changes that you're looking at, is it fair to say you can expect less coverage for cancer treatments than before from your IP? Actually, on the whole, I would say yes. There will be, I mean, no longer as charged, definitely your coverage will drop. The only question will be by how much, mm. right? So, so it really depends on the drug you are being treated with as well as where you're being treated. Mm. So, for example, of course, if you are being treated with a very expensive drug, you can expect that there will be some out-of-pocket even if the drug is on uh, can- your cancer drug list, there's likely to- less a likelihood to be out of pocket. There's also some scenarios. Okay, so this one, okay, by me, it might be get complicated. Okay. Let's say you are being treated for a particular cancer with two different drugs. Okay, so let's say your first drug has a claim limit of, say, uh, 2,000. And the second drug has a claim limit of, say, 1,000. You are only allowed to claim for the higher of the two, meaning the $2,000 drug. So if both are added together and it costs $3,000, sorry, your claim is capped at 2000 the higher drug. Yeah, so that is the thing. So even so, so that's one thing that we haven't even thought about non-cancer drugs yet. That's another thing altogether. Okay, yeah. good point, good point. And I'm still with you there. Now, Am I affected by these changes if I bought my IP before April 1st or do all these changes only matter for people who pick up an IP after April 1st? Okay, if you have an IP before April 1st, you will still be impacted. That will depend on when you're renewing your IP. So, for example, my IP is renewed in August, mm-hmm. um, personally. So, in August, I will my, my IP will renew and be on this new um, scope of coverage, which means I will now be subject to these changes. So, it doesn't matter. When you buy IP, when you renew, you will be exposed to these changes. Oh. The sole exception is if you are currently already undergoing treatment and you've made a claim at any point within this year, you have a six-month transition period whereby you are still allowed to be on so-called as charged. Okay. Yeah. So if you are undergoing treatment now, yeah, you still you know you still be uh, under the as charged scheme and your uh, that that great period is six months. Okay, so yep. you very clearly explained Integrated Shield Plans no longer covering as charged cancer coverage and you clearly explained the limits of cancer drugs and the limits that come for cancer services, right? Yes, now, the question is, 
<coughs> Where else can people turn to to make up for the out-of-pocket now that they have to cop up? Can I, for example, use my Medisave to make up the difference if I'm currently using treatments not on the drug list and I don't want to switch treatments? Okay, uh, there are some withdrawal limits from Medisave. So this will really depend on the drug you are using. I recall somewhere that the, the Medisave withdrawal limit is actually it's very low. It's in the order of a few hundreds a month. Mm. So the thing to note is this, if you are already on a treatment that is not on the cancer drug list, mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons is because the drug was not cost effective, which means mm. it's going to be a bomb. Mm. So even if you could use Medisafe for some uh, claims, right, I doubt it will have much impact. And you're really going to have to rely on your riders, which is where we get to the next part. Mm-hmm. So, of course, uh, MediShield Life being one thing, shoe plans being another thing, but then you have riders, right? And most of the shoe insurers, I'm glad to say that uh, they have riders, and of course, these riders will provide you some level of coverage for non-cancer drugs. So that's a good thing, except that <laughs> there's always a catch, isn't there? <laughs> except that, you'll always be subject to a co-payment and there's no cap for this co-payment. What? There's no cap for this co-payment? There's no cap for this co-payment. I've read through a few of the product summaries of the new plans over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, uh, if let's say you could claim, say, 20,000 a month from your shoe insurer for a non-cancer drug list, Mm -hmm. you are still subject to a co-payment of 10%. So this means you think that to pay $2,000 first Mm -hmm. if your treatment was, say, 20,000 a month. And here's the thing, right? If it's, you know, a non-cancer drug list drug, and you are, it's probably is already going to be very expensive, yeah. and you still have to pay the co-payment. So that's the thing. The riders do help you to mitigate costs, but it's definitely, we're no longer seeing a kind of like a buffet style as charge kind of coverage here. That's so very important. I will say that regardless of whether your, your drug is on the cancer drug list mm-hmm. or is not on the cancer drug list, mm-hmm. you are going to see some level of pocket costs. The only question would be how much that our pocket cost is going to impact you. And I would just say that in general, if your truck is on the non is a non CDR drug, you're gonna see a certain level of out of pocket costs. Okay, this is important information to have. So, what are our options? Do we have to now? I mean, since our last discussion, which was I believe yeah. a couple of weeks back, maybe last month even. Last month, last month. We yeah. talked about okay, now riders become important yeah. when we look at coverage for cancer care. So, yes. typically, how much am I looking at adding to the annual cost of an IP if I'm looking at riders to give me the maximum coverage? Okay, so for riders, it really depends on your age. But let's say for myself. I'm 39 this year and my rider for my shoe plan is about about 700 plus to 800 plus. Mm. So that's my cost. But of course, if you are a different age and it will cost more, of course, another thing oh. to note is your level of coverage, right? Are you going for a private hospital or uh, just a restructured A1? So mine is private hospital. So I hope that gives you, the listener, some idea. But cost will spiral exponentially when you get older. So let's say when you are in your 60s and 70s, you can expect that such riders will cost in the thousands, if not tens of thousands. That will probably be like when you are 80 and 90 years old. So that is something that I think we got to plan for. And on top of that, if you want additional coverage, uh-huh. some insurers have come up with a special rider to a rider, if you, I may call it that way, an adult or rider. They're breeding. Boosts, they're having babies. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, so, so it boosts your cancer coverage in particular. So mm-hmm. those probably add out a few hundred small to maybe one or two thousand dollars more depending on your age again. 
Yeah. So in total, um, and this is cash, of course. So you know, um, just just think of it. It's it's ranging from hundreds to the thousands. Uh, okay. Really depends on your age. Okay. Uh, however, I will say that uh, most of people, most people I know, do have a rider on top of their baseline shoe plan. But not typically it, for cancer only. Uh, but not typically for cancer only. Yeah. yeah, correct. So it depends on your shoe insurer. So there are several insurers. Uh, some insurers already have put this kind of non-CDL coverage into the rider already. So it's not something you have to add on or buy as an additional thing. But uh, there are some insurers that uh, offer additional non-CDL coverage as a rider on top of a rider. So you really have to see uh, which you insure you're on and then after that, uh, you know, take action accordingly. Uh, what I will say is that most people I know do have uh, a rider. Mm-hmm. And just one thing to know is we know that uh, shoe plan premiums are not going to increase for the next two years. Mm. This does not apply to the riders. Got yeah, it. This does, mm. Yeah, so this is something that, you know, uh, you probably have to take note when your riders renew, say, next year. Yeah. Your shoe plan will not increase in premiums, but your riders will. And I'm very certain they will. I cannot guarantee it, but, you know, based on the trends, yeah, they are, they are, they are going to go up. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's the thing. Okay, so AIA, for example, they have a cancer care booster. They will offer yes. 16 times the amount provided by MediShield Life for cancer treatments. Correct. So these riders, basically, they are going to offer you coverage above the limits for MO, the MediShield Life, right? Yep. Up, yep. Going beyond five. If you want to go to beyond five, you want to go up to 16 times, 15 times, 18 times, there are riders that will do that. Uh, and do these drivers, will these riders also offer you coverage for drugs not on the cancer drug list? The treatments, should we say? Okay, so I would say that the one I've seen, I, I haven't had time to look, it's just happened right this case, so I haven't okay. had time to see everything, but right. the ones I saw, they do offer coverage for non-CDL. Again, the key thing here is there's always a co-payment involved. Ah. They will never offer you S-charge coverage. I, I think this is something okay. that we have to accept going forward. So, example, um, if you claim, say, a total of 300000 in a single year for your cancer drugs, expect that 10% of that, you will have to be paying it on your own. You know? So, it's also critical that while you get coverage with a shoe plan, with a rider, and if you're already worried, add on a cancer care booster or whatever cancer options you have mm-hmm. based on your insurer, mm-hmm. you also need some kind of payout in the event of cancer so that you can take care of these costs. So we will be looking at, say, either critical illness coverage or cancer-only plans that give you a lump sum payout upon diagnosis of cancer. These are the add-ons that people do need to think about. Yeah. So is there cancer um, stand-alone plans that cover not the lump sum, but the treatments, the services? Stand-alone, outside your IP. (laughs) Yeah, so there, there's one that I know, I won't mention insurance, but there's one I know of that actually functions as a standalone. Huh. And so you have, you can choose to take on that plan. It will cover treatments that are either on CDL or not CDL, but over and above what your shoe plan is already paying. So I think that's a good option to have. Does it make uh, sense or not, do you think? Well, I would say... Given the cost, a few hundred dollars a year at the age of forty, because I've checked my premium, mm-hmm. uh, just to be just to be really sure, I, I I would think it's reasonable. Again, of course, you hope never to use it, never. Uh, but I do think that, of course, once again, you have that co-payment, and that's always the thing that's always hang, hanging at the back of my head. I, I'll, I'll think about it. Like, great, they pay ninety percent, but mm-hmm. I'm still on the hook for ten percent. You mean for your standalone and, plan? 
yeah, even the standalone plans, I, I, what I've seen, 10%, you know, you're on the hook for that. And yeah. 10% of a large number is still a large number. Yeah, it is. Yeah, number. so you've always got to have some kind of cash reserve. So I would say, you know, gone definitely gone on the days where everything was as charged. We, we moved to a co-payment thing uh, about four years ago under shoe, for shoe plans. And then, of but course, then, then it was capped. Then, yeah, it was capped. But uh, now it's, uh, it's capped if you go to a panel doctor. Right. Right. So, so of course you. So, if just in the scenario whereby if your doctor was not dependent, but he's the best doctor in the world, mm. so how do you put a price on that? Right. So, so would you be willing to go and see him even if he's if claims if let's say you were to see him, the claims will be uncapped. Mm-hmm. I I think even if you didn't want to, your family members might just say no, no. Your wife, your life is worth more than that. Got it. And and, and and then, right, you go and see him, but how do you mm-hmm. deal with the cost, right? So, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, even though there are caps, I, I just like to remind, uh, you know, uh, listeners that, yeah, the caps are more often than not when you go to a panel doctor. And okay. sometimes, just sometimes, if you're in that off chance that your doctor is not on that, then what do you do? Right. You know, is your life uh, worth more than the cap of $3,000 a year? I would say yes, <laughs> you know. So sure. there's a lot of dilemmas here, but uh, I would say that now it's really about having a holistic type of um, planning when it comes to your protection. Yes, sugars are important, but they're not going to cover you for everything. You've got to have critical illness cover on your own. You've got to have cancer cover on your own if you feel like you just want a bit more targeted coverage, right? So so these are a lot of factors that you need to consider. So it's no longer as simple as just buying a shoe plan saying that, okay, I'm covered. I'm covered no. for cancer. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not that simple mm. anymore. Mm. Yeah, so that's that's the thing. Yeah. So look at critical illness coverage. That will give you a lump sum. Yep. And you could also consider the standalone plan, this mysterious plan. You're not telling us what is, but I'm sure if we <laughs> Google, we'll find out. That, that, yeah. And they can always sponsor the show if they want to come on and tell us more about it. But is it a good question to think about whenever you're looking at coverage of, okay, does this cover me for all stages of cancer? Well, I would say that's probably the trend we're seeing now. It used to be that plans, uh, okay, so for like standalone CI plans, it used to cover many, many years ago, it was just late stage cancer. Then now we have early stage cancer. Mm. Uh, If you really want peace of mind Mm. uh, and and somehow with, you know, medical advances, uh, you're probably getting detection done at an earlier stage, right? So, so you would probably just want to pay out, if you ask me, I would, I would, I would want to pay out that once, you know, I get detected, fruit, let's say I have cancer, regardless of the stage, mm-hmm. I just want to pay out so that I can start to just look at my treatment options already. I don't want it to have to progress to late stage before I can get a payout and then have options available to me. Well, I'm, uh, I differ from you there. I mean, I'm looking <laughs> at the costs of cancer treatments. I mean, oh, okay. if on a national level, we're saying that the cancer treatment costs Costs are going up, mm. uh, and you know we need to 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 do something because the current trajectory means that if if as a society we spent mm. more on cancer from 2016 to 2019, our expenditure just on cancer drugs grew 20 percent, and that expenditure yep. is going to reach 2.7 billion by the end of this decade. These are expensive drugs, and if you need them ongoing to make sure that you can continue to to live, basically then I would want to have some sort of coverage that would treat me as I went along. As opposed to well, one lump sum payout, how long is that going to last okay, if prices uh, keep spiraling? Well, one thing, of course, would be we'll have to see how, you know, MOH negotiates with the drug providers. 
the lump sum payouts, admittedly, will only last until you run out, right? So mm-hmm. either you're going to have quite a large amount or you could have payouts that, okay, there are, there are payouts for multi-pay plans. So for example, if you have a uh, cancer diagnosis and you're still fighting it, after some time, you know, it's still persisting, you can get a second payout. So that does help to relieve part of the cost pressures. But I would think if you are going to undergo cancer treatment, you probably need to plan for about, I'd say five years. Yeah. And if after five years you're still undergoing cancer treatment, I don't think that's likely actually. Most of the time, either you've recovered or the cancer has won, if you know what I mean. Got it. Yeah. Got it. So, so the I, options for reducing your out-of-pocket expenses with all these changes to the IP when it comes to dealing with cancer, I'll let you have the last word. Remind us again. Well, okay. Definitely, first and foremost, get a hospital plan, a shield plan. That's a must in Singapore. Get a rider. Okay, that will help to limit or uh, reduce your out-of-pocket cost. I wouldn't say absolutely limit it, but kind of reduce it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, supplement it with critical illness coverage. I think that is always very important because sometimes it's not just about covering out-of-pocket costs, but also if you are taking time off work for treatment, mm-hmm. where who's going to pay the bills? Yeah. Right. So, so you can only really achieve that if you have, you know, you can only really pay off your bills if you have a kind of lump sum payout from uh, policy, right? So that's one thing. Yeah, so I'll just end with one very quick example. Mm-hmm. My wife's friend actually had leukemia. She's completed her treatment, uh, but she had to take time off work. She's helping her husband with the business, but she just couldn't do it after she was diagnosed and all the treatments were leaving her so drained. And, mm-hmm. and that's the thing, you know. So, so sometimes it's not just about the impact of cancer on you, but as well as the impact of the, on the people around you. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that I guess we all have to think about. And she's in remission? Uh, okay, she's completed the treatment earlier this year. They are just continuing to monitor her to make sure it's in remission. Okay. But she's still, you know, um, um, under her regular follow-ups. So what for, what can help when it comes to compensating what you're going to miss out on because you can't work? Uh, sorry, say again? If, so you, you brought up that example mm. to remind us that when it comes to um, cancer, we have to be thinking about not only the treatments, but the fact that it's gonna, we're, we're going to have to take time off work, right? Yes, so and a- it's going to impact people around us, for sure. Okay. okay. So that's something to think about. So I, like her husband's running a business, she's helping, but if her husband stops as well, what will happen to the business? And the husband's kind of torn up because, uh, you know, he has to, he tried to take time off to be with the wife when she goes on chemo. But there's no limit to how much he can do because if he doesn't work, then the whole family collapses. But right. it was she who, who had cancer, leukemia right. specifically. So, yeah, the impacts are really, really, you know, not just you, but the people around you. Absolutely. And that's why you don't want to have to worry about your medical bills and how yeah, much you're paying out of expenses. pocket because you can't yeah. work anymore. Correct. Don't Correct. you think? And the house. Yeah, know, and the mortgage and whatever. There's mm. so many things, right? Yeah, but and, and you don't want to think of just getting the the cancer pl- rider with the IP just because it offers you the highest number or oh, eighteen times. I mean, not to say eighteen times is just a hypothetical. Yeah. Okay, you don't want to necessarily get the most coverage because you also want to balance that off with how much you're going to have to pay as you age. Yes, that's also another thing. So. Yeah, you probably have to sit and work down, work through the numbers. Mm. And one one thought which I I, I I forgot to mention, but I I, I will end off with this is mm-hmm. today. Last time they were tackling, you know, our, uh, like as charged 
a ship like now they're tackling cancer. So what's next? Mm-hmm. What's the next thing they're going to target if they manage to control cancer costs? And I've talked to a doctor and, and the thing is, he told me that after cancer, the next most expensive things will be spine, brain surgery, can organ transplant and, and kidney dialysis related costs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what happens if the next thing the target is there? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know? So, so something you think about. The best thing that you can do is control the controllable, think about your finances, crunch the numbers right now to prepare yourself for, you know, what could be, put yourself in the best possible situation so you can think of your cash flow. And if all the numbers worry you, just call Elijah. He'll help you out <laughs> <laughs> with all the mats. Elijah, thank you so much. Welcome. Elijah Lee is a Senior Financial Services Manager from Philips Securities, helping us with all the different scenarios. We even thought about the hypotheticals this morning right here on Money and Me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.